You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. A man who made history to become the first Triple Crown Champion of NXT, Johnny Gargano. One of the most ferocious competitors I have ever seen in this industry. A man who was never defeated for the NXT Championship, Tommaso Ciampa. A man who reigned for 292 days as the NXT Champion. The first WWE Universal Champion, the Prince Finn Balor. And finally, another Triple Crown Champion and the longest reigning NXT Champion in history, Adam Cole. Next week on NXT Super Tuesday, one of these men will walk out as the NXT Champion. But it's not going to be easy. Because for the first time in history, the NXT Championship will be decided in a four-way, 60-minute Ironman match. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT companion podcast. It's Anthony and Jacqueline. We're back to talk more NXT on the WWE and USA Network's it's episode 574 of NXT, Jacqueline. Wow, we've gone through a lot of NXT. Yeah, we have. Well, I mean, not I 570 like I, episodes, but close. No, no, I feel like I've grown as a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel like at some point we should do a retrospective. <laughs> I mean, like where we were at the beginning of this and where we feel we are now. <laughs> I mean, we should. We should because this this came up and caught me off guard. Last week, yeah. or when I was putting up the uh, the Takeover Thirty podcast, uh, that was, I believe, the ninetieth episode what? of this podcast. Can you believe what? that? We're like no. ten away. Well, we're going to be nine away oh. now from a hundred episodes of this. We need to have a celebration. There should be cake. There should be cake. We we may yeah. I may I may get some cake or ice cream yeah. for the one hundredth episode. Uh, I love it. I'll grab uh, I'll grab an alcoholic beverage and uh, <laughs> maybe not with a cake. Um, no, get a dessert beer. It's fine. Trust me. Okay, get a dessert beer. Uh, <laughs> and we maybe we'll do the retrospective on that episode. We'll just forget about whatever ep- episode of NXT so, it was. Yeah. As long as it's not like Survivor Series weekend, but I don't think it should be, right? Yeah, I we don't know. What, whatever, whatever nine weeks from today is. Because uh, I'm telling, because it has to be war games, right? They do that every year. <laughs> I mean, I don't. They, I don't think they can. Can they do war games in full sale? Why they, not? I'm just going to pretend they're still going to be there. So I, I don't, I don't know why you want to hurt my heart this way. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> look, look, Triple H has all these open uh, warehouses that he finds. I don't see why not. Yeah, just do it in one of those. Yeah. Do it in one, of, in one of those uh one of those Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa warehouses. Exactly. Uh okay, well you uh are you excited to run down this post takeover 30 episode, Jacqueline? I kind of am. Um this had some pretty fun matches. All right, let's uh let's dive into it. Okay. Uh, I guess it's for me. Oh, always, right? yeah. So, always, yeah, cool. Love it. So uh, we start off with uh, Karrion Cross comes out with his crazy entrance with mm-hmm. Scarlet. Uh, and d- I, he, there's new graphics that look very Halloween-y to me. I don't I don't remember if it was his graphics or NXT graphics, but... Yeah, it's time to get spooky. fall. Yeah. Yeah. But Cross still looking crazy as always. Um, he slipped out of his weird voice that he's doing, mm-hmm. um, which I like his real voice. Just let him do that. He yeah. doesn't have to Batman this. Yeah. Um, okay, so he is hurt. He separated his shoulder during the match, so he has to relinquish his title, mm-hmm. um, which I do not understand. Yeah. Um, 
I just don't get the logic behind it. Um, but also, Karrion Cross probably shouldn't have had it in the first place, so I'm not entirely against this. Yeah. Uh, so I guess now the time is counting down to when tries for it uh, begin or when he tries for it again. Yeah. Um, because I don't know how long he's going to be out for. Um, but during this, uh, his promo in here, he was talking about how, like, doomsday's upon us, you have to pay the toll. Like, guy, just pick one metaphor <laughs> and go with it. Like, we don't need all of them. Yes, please. We get it. You're a bad guy. <laughs> uh, and ironically, um, to tie into all of this, well, first, first, let me try to answer your question. It, it's yeah. hard because it's WWE, so it's never easy to explain this exactly, but... Right. Um... There was always this sort of like, not really a rule. It's a rule when they want it to be a rule that yeah. you must defend your championship within thirty days, or you will be you will lose the you'll be stripped of the title. But this is a this is a rule they only enforce when they feel like enforcing it. Uh, gotcha. So that's not what's happening here. I think this is really more of a like a byproduct of the uh, the attitude era of pro wrestling, which I think still haunts all of us. Um, and that was a time period where you had those two companies, uh, WWF and WCW, who were battling each other mm -hmm. for ratings every week and trying to top one another, which uh, ultimately meant just throwing everything on your show every week. And that meant uh, I because I remember as a child watching professional wrestling, the champions yeah. rarely made appearances. If you saw the intercontinental champion, that was a treat to see yeah. a champion on television. Wow. Which is what it should be. Yes. Uh, well, during the Attitude Era, like if not, like everybody had to be on TV and the champion yeah. had to be on TV. Uh, world title defenses on television became a regular thing. And I think this is just sort of a, a holdover from that. If you're the champion and you can't be on TV every week, they're just going to remove the title and put it on somebody who can be on TV every week. So is this because of the, the wasn't there the one lady who still had the title when she went over to WCW and they destroyed it? Uh, so, well, I mean, that was really, that was the Alunder Blaze story that I, I think we talked about that on this podcast, uh, yeah. where they let her contract slip and yeah, 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 they did not resign her and she still had the belt. Uh, no, no, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't because of that. I think it was, mm. I think it's just a thing where you have to be on TV every week. And if you can't be, then, um, especially if I don't know how long this could take, um, if it's, That's true. if it's many months, then it's understandable. It's um, literally the same thing that happened to Finn Balor when he won the, yep. the title. Like it's yep. the same exact injury. It sounds like. Yes. And oh, as, sorry. as per your, um, as for your thing about him being the bad guy, I felt like throughout this show that they're positioning him to be a good guy when he comes back. Okay. Uh, they, they, I mean, you know, that's how they do it, but whatever. We can move on. I, I could see that. And here's the thing. I didn't hate this promo. I actually kind of liked it. And mm -hmm. if that means if he's a good guy, he gets to not have that stupid voice. I'm here yeah. for it. Yeah. He said that he, he said that he wouldn't have a problem defending the title in this shape. Uh, he would thrive on it. But he knows that the company would never allow him to do it, so he has to relinquish the title. Yeah. Uh, and then Scarlet left behind the belt and their giant novelty hourglass. Yeah, because time's a ticking. Time's There's a ticking. There's another metaphor for you. Tick-tock, everybody. Tick-tock. We're coming. <laughs> All right. Next up, we get the weirdly uh, uh, tag team title match, which yeah. probably should have been a takeover match, but... I digress. Mm. All right. So I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Clean shaven Fandango creeps me out. I don't like it. Yes. Get that facial hair back. Yes. Oh, just, what did you think of the commentary team this week, Jacqueline? Because there's news yeah, in the commentary world. And I have notes in here about this, I okay. think. But I have thoughts and feelings. Okay. Um. Okay. So Brizango's starting here before the bell. Um, so Eichner and Fandango actually start um, once we get going. Uh, Fandango has Fandango has had that KT tape on his shoulder for so long. Maybe he needs actual physical therapy now. Okay, <laughs> probably. Bartel he takes a kick to the face very well. Fandango getting picked up by Eichner before getting hit uh, and 
hit by Eichner and Bartel and being brought down to the map. Breeze finally in and going after Imperium with a vengeance, all the fists flying. The ref almost gets hit and he ducks, uh, and he just ducks in the corner. He was very close to the action here. Mm-hmm. Breeze gets part Bartel down by kicking him in the face as Bartel is jumping off the ropes. Pretty cool. Breeze has definitely had his back cupped recently. Oh yeah, he had these like um these circle looking like uh, burn yep. marks on his back. Yep, the yeah, back he's, cups. He's, the back He is going he is also going through some some therapy there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bartel is one of the least hairy men I've ever seen. Here comes Eichner, but Breeze able to get him down quick. I do not understand how Fandango's tag here was legal. He was very much in the middle of the ropes. Oh, yeah. Breeze was, like, in the middle of the ropes. He was not holding on to the little string thing. Not a legal I don't get tag. It. Yes. It was not, but the ref said it was, so ref, get your eyes checked. Mm-hmm. Fandango doing his favorite move, a flip to the outside, landing on Eichner's shoulder, but Eichner comes back very quickly. Eichner gets Fandango down, and Breeze picks up the pin. Bartel took Breeze out on the outside with some crazy-ass move. That's what I'm calling it. <laughs> Fandango in yes. trouble with both Eichner and Bartel in the ring, uh, but Fandango kicks out. New British announcer talking about FCW. Yes. That's my nod to it. I don't know his name. Wade um, but, Barrett, yes. Yeah. I like new British announcer better. Um, <laughs> oh, Bartel took out Eichner. This never happens. But Eichner takes down Breeze as he comes in. Imperium can't finish their finisher and everyone gets super kicked and Fandango double drop kicks Imperium for the win. I guess Imperium is headed back to NXT UK and also Legato Del Fantasma will now be a huge, um, will now be the bad guys to go up against them. So. Yes. Good match, but not the best from either. Yeah. So Breeze, also sad Imperium lost the title, I have to say. Yeah. So Breezango, they are the new tag team champions of NXT. And you're absolutely correct. Uh, NXT UK is starting taping and mm-hmm. uh, Imperium needs to go back to the UK. And this was all done last minute. So they dropped the titles out of the blue, out of nowhere, because they need to quarantine for two weeks. Right. Uh, going back to the UK. And... Uh, Especially coming from Florida. I maintain your correctness, Jacqueline, that this should have been mm-hmm. the Brit M brawlers in this spot, mostly because Breezango has not been winning a lot lately. Uh, they were losers that somehow ended up in a number one contenders match that they won. And it right. seems a little backwards, and now they're the champions. Uh, I'm happy for them because they've been in this company forever. Uh, Wade Barrett brought up FCW because that is where... Uh, these two guys were both wrestling, so they were there before it was NXT, uh, yeah. before he was even Tyler Breeze. Uh, Who was he back then? He was Mike, I want to say it was Mike Dalton was his name. That's, Tyler Breeze is much better. A much better name. And uh, Fandango was not Fandango, and I'm struggling to remember what his name mm. was there. Johnny Johnny something, but... Oh, uh, he Wade, does not look like a Johnny. No, uh, and Wade Barrett referred to, uh, he said... That his name is Fandango, but he calls him Dangler, uh, which <laughs> I do not want to know what that alludes to, uh, quite frankly. Um, My so. husband also said that uh, Breeze and Fandango have not had any titles ever. <laughs> no, never. Oh. They've never won any championships in WWE. In FCW, so they guess may I'm have, but it. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never in NXT, never in WWE. Um, Jacqueline, do you like this announced team of Vic Joseph and Wade Barrett and uh, Beth Phoenix? Vic Joseph, no. Okay, Wade what? Barrett could be okay. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know who would be better on the announced mm-hmm. team would be Pat McAfee. Yes, um, or Nigel <laughs> McGuinness. I don't. Eh, Nigel's okay. I like Nigel. Well, uh, I hope yeah. you really like Vic Joseph because we're never getting Mauro Ronaldo again. I know. I know. Mauro Ronaldo is leaving WWE uh, to spend more time being an advocate for uh, mental health and working on other projects. And by working on other projects, I hope that means he's just going to go work in AEW or do voice mm. work for New Japan or something. Uh, he's I don't so want to lose. I don't want to lose Mauro from professional wrestling. But uh, Jacqueline, this is a another to me steep decline for NXT. Like, mm-hmm. the Moro years were the best years of NXT to me. Oh, yeah. Um, and it, I, I know some people argued that, uh, you know, because Moro doesn't operate on a 1 to 10 scale, Moro starts at an 8 uh, yeah. and then usually goes up to 11 or so. Um, 
15. Yes. Oh, 15. Uh, and in big matches, it works great. Some people would say that in matches that weren't as good, it would take them out of it because he was more excited than the match was. I, I, I disagree. disagree. With the exact opposite. To me, he would bring the matches up with his energy. Yes. He made I agree. bad. He made not as good matches seem better because of his enthusiasm. Uh, from, yeah. To me, anyway, that's that's what he did. Uh, and I agree. great matches, he made classics for me. So. Yep. Uh, I think he's tremendous, and it is really sad that he is not there. Also, I gave this match three stars. Oh, I went two and a half. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I thought they did. I thought they did well here. Grapple went three point one two. Wow. I can't believe I'm the lowest. Yeah, that's rare. You're usually, <laughs> if anything, all up higher. there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What's next? All right. So next we get uh, Damian Priest backstage. Um, oh my god. Which, okay, so first I comment on his clothing. So he's wearing a Marilyn Monroe shirt, Mm -hmm. which, okay, I get it. But, like, also, I don't understand his character at all. Like, (laughs) I don't get how he's supposed to be the good guy. No. I hate him. I hate the womanizing thing with him. Especially in this promo. This promo, especially, he says something that made me just go, oh, I hate this guy. It makes you cringe. Yes. Um, But... Um, so I don't understand what they're doing. It, you know, it, this is clearly written by men with no woman oversight. Do you think so? Right. Absolutely. <laughs> oh there is God. no woman in that writer's room. Oh, uh, no. No. Um, and it's bullshit. <laughs> so it's it's Damian Priest and it's Timothy Thatcher, who's been losing a lot lately, oh, yeah. who's like, give me a North American title match. Yeah, which how does he think that? I also have those notes down. Yeah. I don't get it, but I guess he's he thinks he's the first challenger. Yes. I don't know. And then, he probably will be. And then Damian Priest uh, made a uh, well-endowed joke, essentially. No one cares. Yeah. No one cares. But then you get a Jack- shot. Well, hold on oh. a second, Jacqueline. Are you sure a woman didn't write that joke? Because I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Pretty, pretty sure. You know why? Because it wasn't clever. A woman writing a penis joke, it's at least like it makes you think and then laugh. And you're like, oh, man. No, that uh, that made me roll my eyes, too. Like, uh, geez. Okay. Yep. Then we get a shot of Triple H, Shawn Michaels, and a few other gentlemen around the table trying to figure out what they're doing with the the title. And you know who else is there? William Regal. Mm, Literally there. Yes. Yeah, so he's in the yes. I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. All right, next up, we get uh, 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 Atlas versus Champa. Yes, Jake Atlas Champa, being sacrificed. Yeah, Champa's back. So mm-hmm. um, Champa has the best music. He really does. His entrance is super cool. Yep, he um, came up with a scary mask. Yeah, he had the mask on. I'm getting there. Um, and then I, don't, I noticed this. He's not wearing pants. No. He always wears pants. Now he's wearing the like the briefs. Yes, it, back to the briefs. It just it just threw me. I don't like it. I don't like Chompa not wearing pants. <laughs> um okay, so the match starts. It is super quick. I have oh. maybe three sentences here. So Chompa taking all of his frustration out on Port Atlas. Uh Willow's Bell super early here. This match had maybe three moves and Port Atlas did nothing. Yeah. Uh I don't even know if I should score this. I mean I score I scored it. <laughs> well, I have. I did. Um, no, I did too. But like that was all it was. It was really just like, oh, Widow's Bell, and that was it. Willow's Bell, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well executed moves to which I gave one and one half stars to. Oh, okay. I went one and three quarters. So. Ah, we're pretty close on that one. Yeah. Uh, Grapple gave it a 1.22. One and Ooh. a quarter. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we're there weren't enough well executed moves for Grapple to, not. to give it higher. Um, so this match also saw the. Uh, the re- the reset button pushed on Champa and the his being cemented back as a heel after the match. Because uh, he just I have beat all him. this. Oh, you do? Okay, great. Oh, of course I do. So I've I've gotten more more thorough with my notes these days. <laughs> now that I put you in charge of notes. Yeah. Okay. So post match, and Champa is still beating up Atlas. All the refs out now to stop him, but it is for naught. Atlas, hel- Atlas helping out with the position under the ring. Oh, yeah. Atlas, like, his face was under the ring, but he pushed yeah. himself under there. So, like, big props to him. Nice and then guy. Atlas' face goes into the wood planks that Oof. are, like, crisscrossed under there. Yeah. did not look fun. Nope. Um, the medic's coming out very quickly here, as are the asshole chants. Like, the crowd starts chanting asshole. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they're his, a bunch of wrestlers. His fellow wrestlers. 
What the hell is happening? They got to work um, with them. Yeah, Champa not done as Atlas is on a stretcher and the DT to the floor. Oh. Uh, it went on for a bit too long for me, but like we get it. Champa's bad now. Yes, they really need to hit it, hit you over the head with it. He is no longer a good guy character. Yeah, like him coming out in the weird gas mask metal thing was mm. enough. Yeah, uh, this raises a, a very important question: Who is the top mm. good guy in NXT right now? Finn Balor. And and that's walking a line because Finn Balor is not playing a straight laced good guy in this company. Um, I agree. He's playing a no nonsense badass, but he's also kind of a jerk. Yeah, but that's the closest thing like, they have. He's like the jerk you love. God, do you remember the days of just pure good Johnny Gargano and I do Ricochet. Oh, I and miss Ricochet. Me too. I, everybody don't misses Ricochet. Does, I don't even know if Ricochet makes TV anymore. Uh, oh, no, he's still done. Does he show up from time to time? Okay. Yeah. And Dominic Dijakovic is definitely part of Retribution. There is a tall-ass man who's part of that and stomps a lot. Ah. So. Uh, okay, what's next? Okay, Candace and Tegan friendship video. Gearing up for their rivalry now. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Candace having a great story here as to why she doesn't like Tegan anymore, and I am liking this. I did not write what it was. Um, yeah. She was like, you friend, and you should have been there for me. And you were a jerk. And I get that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so then we get Bronson Reed um, in the back, and uh, honestly, he has a better argument as to why he's the number one contender for the North American Yes. Uh, title as opposed to Timothy Thatcher. Yes. Um, and we have another accused man back on NXT with no explanation. So that's right. And we moving on from that, shall not speak <laughs> of, of him. Uh, yeah. Somebody, uh, I heard, uh, I think I'd read somebody say that uh, NXT is turning into WWE's like uh, witness relocation program. Mm. Uh, basically, for people that have had uh, charges levied against them uh, by women. Oh. And uh, they just send them to NXT. They're like, go here, you'll forget about it. Yes. <laughs> All right. Next, we are getting ready for a women's match. And it's yes. supposed to be, uh, okay. So Mia versus Mercedes. Yes. Um, Robert Stone. Oh, Robert Stone was wearing Sophia glasses from the Golden Girls before being taken <laughs> out by the tank. <laughs> He was. They had the the cord on them yes, and everything. That's amazing. <laughs> I did not think to make that connection. That's awesome. Yes, I've been watching the Golden Girls on Hulu in order. It's a great show. If you uh, have not seen it in a while, it is an absolutely tremendous show. Uh, one of the best that comes ever. And yeah. uh, Jacqueline, if this uh, NXT thing doesn't work out, let's do a Golden Girls podcast. Oh my God! You don't have to ask me twice. <laughs> Um, so Mercedes does not is not able to compete with this match, and I can't remember what happened. Um, uh, no, he Robert Stone refused to let Mercedes oh. Martinez compete after what happened last week. Oh, um, that's right. And then, um, but Mia Yim's out there, and she's like, "I'm ready." So then uh, Shotzi comes out and yes. runs Robert Stone over with her, her tank, tank. Yes, again. Um, which two men actually carry off um, afterwards. So it can't probably, it's like a kid's power world, dude. Get over it. Okay. <laughs> so now we have Mia versus Shotzi. Yes. Which gets approved so quick. Like, so really, all you have to do is show up for a match and your match gets approved. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Apparently, <laughs> somebody's like, they just shove a monitor in front of William Regal. They're like, hey, is this all right? And he's like, yeah, it's all right. And they're like, it's all yeah. right. Yeah, I don't even think that many words are exchanged. Yeah. Um, they just so, turn on the monitor and he just gives them a thumbs up. Thumbs up, yeah. So um, so, so this match happens. Um, mm-hmm. So Shotzi having the control here, but not for long as Mia's starting to pick up uh, and then gets rolled up. They both catch each other's foot and then place it down gently. But Mia's like, haha, nope, we are not friends. Mia catching <laughs> both of Shotzi's leg in the corner and then bringing her down to the mat. And Shotzi landing on her feet in what looks like a very uncomfortable landing. Yeah. Like, girl probably broke her ankle. Lots of shots. Um, Shot- that's like a Shotzi thing for sure. She's yeah. crazy landings. Yeah, face is danger. Yep. Shotzi in a hold but gets out. Mia just waiting in the corner to have Shotzi run into her. Shotzi looking like she's going to take Mia down, but Mia is a fighter and is still in this. 
Did Mia really train with UFC fighters? Oh, they mentioned that yes. in the uh, announced team. That's super cool. I did not know that. Um, so, shock, shots against the Senton for the win over Mia. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Did not think Mia would lose this. It was good. Not my favorite of either of them, but yeah. um, good showing. Uh, you know all of the UFC uh, fighters that Mia Yim is trained with. Do I? Uh, yes, oh, you do. the horsewoman? The horsewoman, yep. That's she's right. I forgot she's friends with uh, good friends, Shayna. Good friends with Shayna and Marina and uh, Jessamine, who the latter of those two have disappeared entirely from TV. Yeah. Shayna is now half of the women's tag team title holders. Yes, with Nia Jax, unfortunately. So um, she could show up in NXT. Shayna back in NXT would be great. I agree. No arguments there. Uh, I thought Mia and Shotzi was, it was all right. Uh, not their best. Uh, no. Kind of a, de- I mean, of the, of the two of them, I prefer Shotzi, I think, to, to Mia. Shotzi's really grown on me and, and has gotten more comfortable in the ring in NXT. Uh, and I like a lot of her stuff. However, uh, it, you know what? I also had the same thought you did about her winning. I'm like, wow, that's kind of an upset. Uh, yeah. But, but not real. It feels like they protect Mia Yim more than they actually do. I think. Um, so maybe it wasn't that big of an upset, but it felt like it was. So I guess that's a good thing for Shotzi. I went two and a half. Me, I went two and a quarter. I feel oh, like Mia okay. gets the short end of the stick a lot, mm-hmm. and I feel like she's like a true underdog. So I think that's why whenever she loses, I'm like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> <laughs> um, grapple, uh, grapple gave this. Oh wow, Jacqueline, two point two six. They wow. were right there with you. They were. Absolutely. Thanks, Grapple. Yes. All right, we get Dakota and Raquel. Mm-hmm. Super angry ladies. Um, and I just really want them to be tag team champs. They would be so smug and amazing. Yeah, they'd be a good One team. day. Well, they are a good One team, day. but they'd be good champions. They would. They'd be, oh, God, they'd be great. Okay. Uh, all right, William Regal comes out is to announce war games. Just kidding. Um <laughs> He is so intense. I found it hilarious. He yelled angrily how he wishes Cross a speedy recovery and then says, but we move on. He yes. Really yes. He's like, eh, life goes on. Yes. Uh, but, speaking of which. But we go on. Yes. Um, so a special NXT and regular NXT. Uh, I was confused on this. There is no regular NXT. It's just the special. Yeah. Uh, what does this. Oh, I wrote, what does AEW have going on that we are getting this? But <laughs> <laughs> Um. Crowd is not behind Johnny. So they, okay, so they announced that uh, there's going to be a four man Iron Man match. Yes. Which I had to have explained to me what that meant. Yes. Um, but, and my understanding is that it's the person who gets the most pinfalls yes. or submissions yes. in an hour. Yes. Because this is one match for an hour. Yes. Or disqualifications or countouts, although I don't think they'll be having any of those in a four way match. Yeah, so I would just, think so. So just pins and submissions. Stupid. Um, so they announced the four men. So first up is Johnny Gargano. The crowd's not thrilled with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it's Ciampa. Crowd really does not, not like that. Mm-hmm. Crowd loving Finn Balor's in this. Yes. Mixed reaction for Adam Cole. Still not sure if he's a face or a heel. <laughs> I'm not. I don't get it. Um, so Regal said Iron Man match the way he says war games. And honestly, it made me laugh out loud. It does. <laughs> Um, I don't care what else happens in this match. Yep. Just, I just need William Regal to yell it at me. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> and I'm good. <laughs> so this is the old, uh, this is, well, I mean, this is like a super duper wrestling nerd deep cut, but um, this is the old Ring of Honor special. I, th- I think you know about Ring of Honor. Um, yeah, I know what Ring of Honor is. So this is the old Ring of Honor special. This is how Ring of Honor crowned their first champion. They did a four-way mm. Iron Man match. And it honestly, I am a million percent positive that this is where they got the idea from. Um, especially Probably. since especially since the guy who used to run Ring of Honor is a like an not an executive, but a consultant or whatever. And there's a ton of old Ring of Honor guys that work in WWE and NXT now. Um, Isn't Adam Cole Ring of Honor? He was an yeah, he was a former Ring of Honor champion himself, was Adam Cole. Um, yeah. So is Kyle O'Reilly for that matter. So is Roderick Strong for that matter. Makes um, sense. Not Bobby Fish. Uh, no. 
I think he was it also makes team. sense. Yeah, he was a tag team champion in Ring of Honor, but he was not the world champion. Uh, but yeah, uh, this match could be because everybody in it is great. So the match they could are. be great. It's difficult to do a really good Iron Man match for a variety of reasons. Um, mm-hmm. There have been really good Iron Man matches in the past. Uh, mm-hmm. The last really good one I saw was between Sasha Banks and Bailey that they did uh, at uh, an NXT takeover. Um, mm. It would be the follow-up to their actually much better not Iron Man match that they had mm-hmm. uh, in Brooklyn. That is still, oh, I think, my yeah. favorite women's match I've ever seen. That uh, they have a special on on the uh, WWE Network. Yes. Yes. Right a tremendous yeah. match. Uh, and the, but the follow-up was also very good, and that was also uh, Sasha Banks last night in NXT. Um, that was a tremendous match. These guys, obviously, all of the talent is there for them to have an yeah. amazing match. The problem is it's an hour, and you've got to pace it out. And with four of them, it actually helps a little bit because it's going to yeah. be they can freshen it up from time to time. Yeah, each gets 15 minutes. When you when I do the math that way, it like makes me feel a little bit better. Yes. Um, but also too, like I remember when I forgot what it was, but Finn Balor was like no, the number one or number two guy out at um, the Royal Rumble one year, mm-hmm. and man, he lasts. So like I get it. Yeah. He's he's really good. So Balor would be my pick. By the way, that's who I would. Go Mine with. too. Mine yeah. too. It's either Balor or Champa. Mm-hmm. I haven't decided yet. It's yeah. one of those two though. I mean, yes. they could do if they wanted to. Uh, they could do this story with Tommaso Ciampa. So his last match was against Karrion Cross, and Cross came out on that NXT mm-hmm. takeover in your house and obliterated him and sent yep. him away forever, and he came back mad, turned heel, and he could like find his edge, win the title, yep. and hold on to it until Cross comes back, and then they face each other, but their roles are reversed. Cross would be the good guy, and Ciampa is now the bad guy. Um, I see it. That's a good um, story. But, also, but I think I'd rather is. have Finn win. I would too. And because otherwise, why did he come back to NXT? Mm-hmm. Like seriously, like not to be a jackass, but yeah. Why else would he be here? So. I agree. All right. So we get that uh, announcement. So Jacqueline's main event is next, I believe. Yes. Yeah. That's literally the first sentence. This isn't the main event. Uh, it's <laughs> uh, Swerve versus Escobar. Yes, for the so, cruiserweight uh, title. Yep, so Escobar walking out with his guys, um, but and there's a weird amount of cheering going on as they're walking out. I think people are starting to like them. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so this match starts. Uh, Swerve going from the apron to the top rope in one amazing jump, kind of like we saw Pat McAfee do, mm-hmm. um, which was super cool. So Swerve getting a big suplex here, and Escobar completely vertical for a moment. Yeah, vertical? Horizontal. Vertical. I said that correctly. Yes. Um, <laughs> Swerve getting Escobar into a crazy standing submission and then gets both of his shoulders down for a moment. Swerve doing all kinds of cool things to get Escobar down. These guys are awesome. And then Swerve going into the plexiglass. Escobar now doing <laughs> bad guy things. Um, yes. This is, this is basically what it is. Escobar jumps into Swerve's chest in a fetal position. Yeah. He had like his knees like up in his chest. Like he was like a little ball jumping into Swerve. I was like, I don't know. How does he do this? He did like a cannonball into him. Yeah. Yeah. Swerve just so agile and he jumps onto the ropes and I have never seen a Hurricanrana reversed in such a vicious looking way. I don't uh, even remember what happened, but it was pretty bomb. cool apparently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What the hell? Um, Escobar talking about luchadors. Uh, Swerve now getting aggressive and, and a flying elbow and then does a backflip to the outside on Escobar. Wild and Mendoza getting, Mendoza getting involved now and gets Swerve down for two. But now Brazingo getting involved, setting up for the next tag team rivalry. Boom, yes. boom. Uh, Swerve with a German suplex and I really thought he had Escobar down. Giant kick to the head by Swerve and Escobar kicks out. Swerve trying something and takes Escobar off the ropes, but Escobar grabs the rope. He was so close in the uh, pin that uh, he was able to break it up. Mm -hmm. Uh, Escobar goes under the the ring now, and he grabs a luchador mask to confuse Swerve, maybe? Not really sure what happened there, but Escobar picks up the win. Yeah, so Uh, this is... They're they're doing... um, It's kind of a weird... They're doing a, a bit of a weird gimmick for this thing. So the idea is that uh, Santos Escobar's lucha mask is loaded. So there's like a 
a, a, a plate or something perhaps is is sewn into this mask. He puts the mask on and he headbutts Swerve and it knocks him out. Yeah. Uh, the mask looks innocuous, but there is something inside of the mask that gotcha. is powerful, I believe. I did yes. not get that. Um, okay, I didn't think Swerve would win, but man, I didn't expect him to out-wrestle Escobar this way either. Mm-hmm. Also, do not understand the mask use. I do now. Um, but overall, good match. Yeah, I like this match, too. Quite a bit, actually. Um, I mean, I've seen them do cooler stuff in Lucha Underground, but... I oh, mean, absolutely. Different different place, a completely different universe. Uh so yeah. yeah, but the, this was good. I really like this match. Uh, this would not have been Swerve's time to win. Obviously, they're still building the stuff with Escobar, and I like that they are moving uh, Legado del Fantasma into the tag title picture, uh, as they should. And I still really like this group. And I maybe went too high on this one. I don't know, Jacqueline. I gave this three and a quarter. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, all right then. Uh, <laughs> A grapple went 3.21. Yeah. All right there. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Okay. okay. So now we get into video packages for those gentlemen in the Iron Man match. So mm-hmm. first we get Johnny Gargano, and he's being super angry um, and setting himself ugh, setting himself up as the big guy to beat here. Yeah. So then we get... Uh, Finn Balor, uh, I honestly think it's time to give this guy a belt. Uh, mm-hmm. He has been so consistent and delivers and has been just downplayed so much. Yep. But I don't think they take him seriously, and they should. Mm-hmm. All right, next match. We get, oddly, um, a Kyle O'Reilly singles match yes. against Drake Maverick. Yes. Kyle does not look the same not being able to play his tag title belt as a guitar uh, he wanted to. You could see it when he was making yeah. his entrance, but there was no belt. So he was like ready to, but also like Maverick. I don't. I don't know. I don't anyway. know what they're doing with Drake Maverick. Well, I mean, we talked. I think we talked about this last time Drake Maverick yeah. appeared. But like, what are they doing with this guy? Poor Drake Maverick. Yeah. Anyway, so um, not who I thought we would see Kyle as a single competitor against, but okay. So no Adam Cole coming out with the undisputed era. Right. So I'm going. Back going back to this uh is this the time when he finally leaves because i have thoughts around it i think this is it Mm -hmm. because i he's going in the good guy direction they are not we'll talk about that in a little bit Mm -hmm. um kyle looking huge against drake yes just he looks massive which is crazy Um, because kyle's not that big but drake is very small it, he is, but it doesn't matter because he is all heart. Yes. And you, and you see that here. Mm-hmm. So Drake taking Kyle out by the legs, very smart as a short person, and then flipping out of the ring onto Fish and Strong. Yes, take them out right away. Yes. Um, Kyle doing his weird turning thing on Drake's chest. Yes. Oh, yeah. I don't like when he does that. I think it's stupid. He, like, I don't know. It almost looks like a breakdance move. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, think, I think it's meant to be a, uh, a taunt. Like, I have you pinned down and you cannot move. I can do whatever I want and you are stuck here, I think is what it is meant to signify. Still stupid. Um, (laughs) And and big kicks, but can't keep Drake down for long. Drake taking Kyle to the mat face first. Kyle does not let it last, though. Now we get lots of hits and kicks. Kyle looking tough. Mm -hmm. uh, But Drake doing a jump kick thing and flipping out of a move to try and get on offense. But Kyle has a hold up his sleeve to take down Drake for the tap. Yep. It was uh, was good. Wondering what the plan is here with Kyle, though. Yeah. I don't know. I have... Uh, apparently this stems from the time Undisputed Era came out and beat up Drake Maverick during his match so Adam Cole could cut a promo on Pat McAfee. Uh, It's weird that they went with Kyle and not, say, like Roddy, who is the singles wrestler of the three men who came out here. Uh, Kyle also has not been wrestling through the pandemic, so maybe he's like, I need to get in there and not be so... Not feel better? Yeah, shake off the ring rust, as it were. Uh, At least it wasn't Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly is actually a very good singles wrestler, so I was happy. Yeah. Uh, It's just weird. (laughs) I don't know what they're doing with Drake Maverick. It seems like they had at least something they could have done with him. And are back to doing nothing. So no, no one knows. Uh, no I went, one knows. I went two and a half. I went two and three quarters. Ah, okay. Grapple two point four nine. Wow. Okay. Not too bad. Um. All right. So post match now. So Bobby and Roderick going after Drake. Kyle basically saying don't do it, and then Killian Dane comes out to intervene. <laughs> 
I don't even know what's happening. Kyle runs out of the ring. Okay. Hear me out. Undisputed Era is fracturing. Okay. And like I said before, I think Kyle and Adam Cole could be good guys and Bobby and Roderick go the bad guy way and then they're Mm going to form a different faction. It's going to be all kinds of fun. Um, A a Jacqueline prediction. Yeah. A a trademark Jacqueline prediction. A trademark Jacqueline prediction. Oh my God. It is going to be war games and it's going to be Adam (laughs) Cole and Kyle O'Reilly on one side and Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong on the other. It is expanded. I, I, I'm sorry, this just came to me. Give me till next week. I'll have it all figured out. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, so Drake thinking now he's friends with Killian Dane, um, who may have down or has done something different. Mm-hmm. He looked different. Um, and Dane is like, haha, nope, and takes down Drake as well. Yeah, because whatever. He's the big baddie. Um, so then we get an Adam Cole video. Yes. Um, and all I have to say about that is he shouldn't win it. I think he'll be great in it, but it's but it's time to move on. Oh, yeah, um, agreed. However, Cole does use the Undisputed Era signal, but their time is limited. So hmm. enjoy that while it lasts, everyone. They have war games in their future. Yeah, against each other. And I don't think we got a Champa video. I don't remember seeing uh, a Champa video. Yeah, which, okay. I'm okay. sure they did one, but I don't remember. I don't think they did. Hmm. Setting him up as, like, the ultimate question mark here. He's basically the Riddler. Like, can we just all admit that one? Yeah, we don't know why. <laughs> we don't know what he's doing or why he's doing it. Yeah. He's, he's a just there. Riddle and an enigma. All right. So now we get the women's tag team match. The main event, yes. The main event. R- Rhea and Io versus Dakota and Raquel. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently I was wrong. The women's tag team title not coming to NXT right now, but it's not far away. Um, there's no way they're building up the women's tag team players so much to not have it. Yeah. I still honestly believe that in my heart. I mean, um, this one, this match in particular feels a little more feud driven because of who's involved, but they, I mean, we've talked about it a lot. They've been doing a lot yeah. of women's tag women's matches. Tag. Mm-hmm. So, um, so we'll see where this goes, but, uh, but that's, that's my thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, I do really like Dakota and Raquel's entrance music, though, so... Yes. Just to say that. So, uh, in a shocking turn of events, Dakota and Rhea start out here, which I thought was interesting. hmm Dakota trying to take down Rhea, but Rhea just too strong. Now we get Raquel, and it's a fair match. EO tags in, and Rhea is pissed, but EO is no stranger to these matches and able to get Raquel out of the ring. Rhea back in against Dakota, and Rhea just going crazy, but... With Raquel's help, Rhea is taken out of the ring, and now we have the strong ladies in a ridiculous match against each other. Worth it to note that a graphic come. Oh yeah, worth it to note that a graphic came up saying on Tuesday there's a six man tag team match as well with Legato del Fantasma, Swerve, and Brizango again. Ah yes. Yeah, so we get two matches, mm-hmm. not just the one one hour match. Um, okay. Back to the match. Dakota back in and slowing it down here against Rhea. Raquel again. Raquel's back in. Um, Io waiting impatiently in the corner. Uh, Rio, Rhea able to create com- some space, and now we get Io and Dakota. Io taking all the control here, just unleashing on everyone, and a nice tiger kick to Dakota, and a double knee to Dakota's chest, and look like it may have been over, but there is still some fight left. Io almost had the victory with a German suplex, but Raquel breaks it up and also orchestrated a great tag for herself. Mm-hmm. She very much did. Um, so I give her a lot of credit. Io trying to get away from Raquel, and now Rhea is in, but the ref backs her up, and Mercedes out for interference, and Rhea's head slash face goes into the stairs. Did not look pretty. Oh, brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Io taking a beating by Raquel in the ring. Raquel takes Rhea down now, and she is legal with a giant boot to the face, and Gonzalez picking up Rhea and viciously dropping Rhea for the win for Team Bad Ladies. Yes. Uh, that's my team name for them. Pretty crazy match. A lot happened, and it was entertaining. I don't like that Mercedes came out. Um, if the Bad Ladies were going to cheat to win, it should have just been them who cheated anyway. Yeah. Um, but other than that, Good match. It was fun. I think they are... I mean, I really like this match, by the way. Uh, I think both of these two teams worked really well together. I think everybody... I and I mean, Raquel Gonzalez is the fourth wheel on this, and she was good. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, she is. She was the worst person in this match, and she was good. Uh, she did a really great job. Everybody else in this match is really good. Uh, Dakota Kai has really come a long way. Rhea Ripley's come a long way in a very short time. And uh, Io Shirai has always been great. 
and Raquel Gonzalez is fitting into her role very well, and uh, mm. I'm actually kind of excited. I don't know if they're setting up two different feuds for Rhea to keep her busy instead of going after EO, because she did note that she's teaming with EO, but it's not like she's not interested in the title. She's definitely interested Absolutely. in the title. Um, a keep your friends close, uh, but your enemies closer type scenario for Rhea Ripley. And uh, I don't know if they're setting up two different feuds to keep her busy, one with Mercedes, one with uh, Raquel. But I'm kind of hoping they just do like a big, like a big, big lady battle where you get all three of them. Like Mercedes isn't as tall as Raquel or Rhea, but she's definitely a badass, and I would like to see uh, all three of them rough it up. I think that would be a Ooh. really awesome match. But I think they're probably going to split them up and just have uh, two big monster, essentially, opponents for Rhea Ripley to have to get through before she gets to the title. Essentially, uh, building her back up from all of the damage yeah. they did to her at WrestleMania this year. Um, yeah, and I, and I think both Mercedes and Raquel would be formidable opponents for uh, her i don't know so, if I, I don't know if i went too high on this match oh um because i really liked it uh i i also gave this match three and a quarter Jeez. is that a was that was that not too high no it's what i did <laughs> okay same score okay i was worried that maybe i went too high uh no. but i i really liked it no uh, i thought it was really good and i think mm -hmm. you're right raquel is probably the least experienced of the four, but and she showed up. So like, mm -hmm. I mean, it, it only elevate. I mean, I don't know if everyone else like elevated her or if she's just getting better by being around everyone. Like, I think, yeah, yeah, no, they all had a really good showing here. Uh, we were both above Grapple, who set this at a two point eight six. So not even. I a think three. That, I think that's low. But yeah, I think I respect a, it. I think a three at a minimum. Yeah, uh, but. It's, I mean, it's okay. Uh, but I thought this was a really good match, a good way to close things, and I am excited for the the rebuild of Rhea Ripley because she is in dire need of this rehabilitation. So She is. Uh, I approve. Mm -hmm. uh, and it was just Dakota and Raquel celebrating at the end, right? To end the show? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Not much, not, no, like, post-match cra crazy shenanigans. So No, but a good show. All all for it, yeah, for the most part. Pretty mm -hmm. good. The, the only weird thing, of course, being that uh, Brazango won the titles without much buildup. Yes, that was weird. And, they and of course, they keep bringing... Uh, yeah, I sort of joked about it last week. We're going to be talk about, talking about people who... <laughs> wrestlers who maybe shouldn't have jobs, and lo and behold, uh, they bring another one in uh, who had allegations levied against, uh, levied against him and still, still working. Apparently, too, they just signed a bunch of people from, I think, Evolve. Okay. Which, so they have, they're going to get some newer people again. Mm -hmm. And my thing is, like, didn't they just lay off a bunch of people? Like, why not go yeah. to the people you furrowed? <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah. Uh, Logic. That, that company. No point in trying to understand that company at I don't, all. I don't understand how they are able to do business. Like, how has no one taken them down yet? <sighs> I mean, well, it, well, that's because it's wrestling and nobody takes it seriously. So um, that's why. Even though they're a publicly traded company now, uh, yeah. people still do not take it seriously. Uh, like, where, where is the Jesse Ventura of this generation trying to form yeah. the union and stuff? Yeah. Like, that's, wow, what a great reference. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know my labor law uh, yeah. aficionados. <laughs> yeah, there is nobody. There is nobody who no. wants to stand up to do that. I mean, there are people who have called for it, but um, nobody in Not WWE. Not to the same extent. Yeah, definitely nobody in WWE. They're most of the, they've cultivated, uh, they've cultivated a culture of people who are generally just very happy to be working for their dream company. They're doing their dream job, essentially. Uh, and they don't want to rock the boat. Uh, and if That's WWE... I was just going to say, if they've made anything clear, it's that people are replaceable. They've got like 900 wrestlers on their roster and any one of them that's would love to have your spot. That's such crap. Cause all professional sport athletes are like their dream job is to play in the big, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. um, 
sports league it is. Yeah. And uh, they all have unions and they've all been treated very well recently with being able to get involved in social issues and things mm -hmm. like that and you know, taking days off and yeah, I mean, the WWE to, does to this. WWE does this to an extent, but um, you know, mm -hmm. I, ironically, ironically, at the time when the Jesse Ventura union thing was happening, wrestling was such a different business back then because it was all powered by stars. Uh, it was very much an individual-based uh, business. Who is the biggest star? Who is drawing the crowds? Who is bringing in the money? Um, and it's tough to unionize around that when that's the business model. Ironically, now there's there's less desire to unionize, but the business is very much like baseball or basketball, where yeah. the draw is baseball. Uh, mm -hmm. The money comes from television deals, just like in baseball or basketball. Like that's all, like pro sports are swimming in money because of television deals, uh, right. and that is WWE. Their product is relatively awful by and large, but they're swimming in television money and uh, they've never had more money, even though, uh, I mean, their financials came out, Jacqueline. They didn't do any house shows for the first quarter because, you know, pandemic. And they've actually made money because the house show touring was a money loser because people are not coming out to the shows, the, the non-televised shows. So they actually lie. they actually made a profit. Well, I mean, people do come to them, but not enough for them to oh, yeah. turn a profit. Um, I mean, they're 10 bucks. It's the greatest night out ever. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think they're counting the NXT stuff. I think they're maybe talking the main roster touring schedule. Oh, <clears throat> but gotcha. but yeah, they actually they actually made more money not doing house shows. Uh, so yeah, their attendances are lower than ever, but their revenue is higher than ever because of television deals. Yeah, uh, so now is the time to unionize. I'm yes. just saying I am a Florida barred attorney, <laughs> specializing in labor and employment. <laughs> Call me. <laughs> Somebody knows a thing or two about a thing or two. Her name is Jacqueline. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay, so, uh, well, anyway, uh, that was the podcast and the, the legal podcast portion yeah, uh, for sorry. this week is also we concluded. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, hold on to your hold on to your butts because next week uh, is a big one. Uh, in fact, it's it's airing now. Actually, it's like twenty five minutes into it as we speak right now uh, because of this whole weird. I guess it's the hockey playoffs uh, that are yeah. preventing NXT from airing on Wednesday traditionally. So yeah, we'll be back to talk about that episode. Uh, but in the meantime, head on over to cinemageekly.com to check out the archives of the show. And, of course, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe, and uh, that way uh, you can join us next time where we will talk about more NXT on the uh, WWE and USA and apparently also the Sci-Fi Networks for this one week and one week only. Uh, Heck we're, yeah. <laughs> we will dis we're wrestling truly belongs, Jacqueline. Uh, <laughs> we will discuss... Uh, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa versus Adam Cole in a four-way Iron Man match to determine the new NXT champion. Either.